Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? You got a lot going on. Come on, y'all can do better than that. How's it going? Y'all doing good? Yes. Why don't you just take a second and give Jesus a little bit of praise before we get going. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for being here with us. And doing some amazing things this morning already. We had four people give their life to Christ in first service. Come on. Four people saying yes to eternity. And I don't know how many online. And so God uh, has been doing some amazing things this morning. Uh, Encounter Conference is going to be awesome. You need to mark your calendars. Uh, we have uh, a guest, uh, two guest speakers coming in uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then Friday night. Many of you maybe have been here when uh, uh, Matt Lynch has, has been one of the guest worship pastors. Uh, we'll have a guest worship pastor on Friday night. And then we culminate our 21 days of prayer and fasting that evening with an anointing service that night. And so usually we do it on a Sunday morning. We're actually going to culminate it at the, the encounter uh, conference with an extended night of worship and anointing families uh, just for the things God has for them for 2023. I'm uh, just excited about really this season and just seeing just so much of God breathing on our church, breathing on families. We've been in a, a series called Season of Miracles, and God's been doing miracles all around us. I've been hearing stories every week just of miracles. Uh, someone I met someone in the lobby today that found our church through uh, Serve Knock Saturday last week. They, they came and participated. They said, man, I was in that line. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Now they're at church. They're like, I want to get part of, be a part of this community. And so you're reaching people. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of our church. We did our vision offering last week, and uh, we've been doing it for years. Last week was the best uh, just unity around our vision offering that we've ever had in the history of a church. Come on. We had... We had we had $137,000 cash come in that, that day. Come on, that's, praise God. I'm so proud of you all. And, and then we had another $180,000 committed above the tithe for next year to, to fund the projects that God's put on our heart. And so, what a generous church. I mean, just story after story. Uh, of what God's doing. And then even even uh, another amazing miracle out of that, we had 20 families uh, say we will commit to tithe uh, and we've never believed God to tithe yet and we're going to commit to tithe. So that's 20 people saying, yeah, we're going to test God and trust God with our tithe. I love it. I, uh, I, I heard one story. There was a, a businessman in our church that that um, participates in the vision offering his family. He and his wife, uh, uh, really a business family. And and uh, they, they had the, in business, a company owed them, a company owed them a million dollars to their business, about $900,000. And, and it's been over a year and, and, and not, not happening. And they always partner in the vision offering. And we prayed together. They partnered in the vision offering. They get a call. They, they partnered in on last Sunday. They get a call on Monday from that company's lawyers saying, all that's going to be released to you. And we're paying your company what we need to pay. I mean, listen, God, God is involved in the details of our life. And I'm, I'm thankful it's not for us. It's to go through us. And we're feeding the community. We're reaching people. We're believing God. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you didn't jump in or didn't get an uh, offering envelope or didn't, weren't a part of that, you could still do that at our, at our boxes by the door. We actually have some vision offering uh, information and the initiatives. You can do that today. And someone asked, do I, do I have to give it all in a lump sum or do I give it throughout next year monthly? You can do both. You can do either or. Whatever God puts on your heart. We're so thankful for just gener- a Church, look at this video and check out what some of your generosity is doing uh, this year and next. That 
That's an amazing, amazing ministry. Every time you give here, you're helping plant a church somewhere in the world. And so like you already heard, 37 churches, 38 churches ready to be planted next year already. Out of 1,057 churches, our church was church number 12. Isn't that cool? We were church number 12, started in Cedar Bluff Middle School right here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and now 1,057 of those churches are all around the globe and uh, making an impact for Christ. And so I just want to again say thank you uh, for really making a difference. You might not be able to go around the world or plant churches, but can I tell you, when you get to heaven, your passport's going to be stamped with the kingdom of God all over it because of how you give and go whenever you're a partner here. We're going to jump into the Word, and uh, it's a season of miracles. I'm believing God for miracles. I'm believing them for my life. I'm believing them for your life. And what I want to do is I want to look at the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, at the Immaculate Conception. And I want to uh, increase your faith today. I want to build your faith for your purpose and what God has for you and what God has for me. And uh, I think it's okay to say that the kingdom of God uh, is operated by faith. The currency of heaven is faith. And so whatever you're believing for today, I believe that we can build faith to see those things happen. Does that mean if you don't have enough faith, you're not going to see those things? I don't think so because there's been times in my life I've seen things I didn't have faith for. And I think that scripturally, uh, there's a great argument that faith and doubt coexist. I think there's a man in the Bible, I know so, that he says, hey, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. So how many know it's okay to have faith and doubt in the same boat? Does that make sense? But here's the thing. You can increase your faith, and, and whatever you feed is going to grow. And so either your doubt is growing or your faith is growing. And so I want to use this uh, passage of Scripture and look at this young teenage girl. Uh, I love that Dr. Luke accounts for the virgin birth. Come on, a doctor uh, verifies and, and gives his credentials to the birth of a virgin child. Uh, no other story, no other gospel really records it in this detail. And so we get the account from a doctor uh, named Luke. Verse 26, it says this, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Sent by God. Uh, in the sixth month, this is the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Elizabeth, her cousin, Mary's cousin, is pregnant. And this is the sixth month of her pregnancy. An angel sent to Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, uh, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord will be with him, and, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Come on, aren't you glad for a kingdom that you're a part of, that there is no end to? Come on, Daniel said it. All of the kingdoms try to set themselves up, but there's a rock called the kingdom of heaven rock called Jesus that comes down and smashes every other kingdom and every other thing that's trying to advance in our world. Jesus' kingdom reigns supreme above all of it. Then Mary says, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? This wasn't a skeptical question. This was an inquisitive question. She's like, I'm a virgin. How can this be? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. There also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, 
It's interesting. He takes a shift here. Tells her something immaculate, something amazing. And then he shifts, it seems. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called, for her who was called barren. For who, her who was called barren. This is the sixth month for the woman, your cousin, that was called, that was called, that was called barren. That was called barren. For with God, nothing. I don't know what your nothing is today. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. My title for today is, If you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. Look at a couple of people and say, I believe it. Look at, look at the person you ignored and say, I'm a believer. Not a believer, a believer. If you said it, I believe it, God. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that you sent your son, born of a virgin. It's a huge story. It's a grandiose miracle. It's, it's some, sometimes beyond our comprehension, Lord. It's, it's, it's too good to be true. You sent a child, a baby, to be born, to be sinless, to grow up, and to save his people from their sins. Thank you, Jesus, for crossing the universe. Thank you that you've said promises and you've assured us of an eternal kingdom, that you've told us that you are great and that you're a great God, that you will reign the, over the house of Jacob forever, that you'll have the throne of David, that of your government there'll be no decrease. Lord, I thank you today. If you said it, we believe it. If your kingdom will reign supreme, if you are son of the highest, Jesus, we believe it. We thank you that you are the highest and that we have a great calling from a great God. I pray today that Lord, you'd speak to us right where we are and that nothing, nothing shall be impossible with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? If you said it, I believe it. Come on, you ever uh, had one of those friends that, that tells grandiose stories and that you know aren't true at this point? Like some, some of y'all are laughing. Some of y'all are thinking about your kids, right? It's normal when your kids do it, but like when your 40-year-old friend does it, you're like, man, I grew up with you. I know that didn't happen. like I was on that trip that's not how it happened like like story like you know oh and they were chasing you and they were it was Russian spies and yeah and you got away and yeah that oh oh I mean like oh and you oh oh, you qualified for the Olympics but sprung your ankle oh oh, yeah oh wow did you 80 pounds overweight what what, what Olympic race are you running like no that's like the Taco Bell race right there come on you heard the bell and you ran (laughs) <laughs> the reality, listen, you, know, you all know them. You know who they are. And in your mind, now you don't believe a thing they said. You don't believe any. Now you just kind of like, now you just go. You're like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, whoa, really? Really? Oh, you don't even argue with them anymore. You just kind of go along with it. Here's this young girl, Mary. An angel shows up to her and begins to say, oh, and by the way, I know you're 13 and, and, and God's going to come over you and overshadow you and, and you're going to get pregnant with the purpose and power of God and, and God's going to impregnate you and, you and you've never known a man and his name's going to be Jesus, and, which means, uh, you know, God saves because his mission is indicative of his name and he's going to save his people from their sins and he's going to be great and He's going to rule over the kingdoms of all the world, and there'll be no deacon. 13-year-old little girl, you'd think she'd be like, oh, wow, great, angel. You've been in the eggnog, dude. You know what? 
oh, that's not what she does. That's not what she says. The first words out of her mouth are, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. God, if you said it, I believe it. God, if it's in your word, I, I believe it. Here's the thing about Mary. She had developed a habit of believing. She had developed a habit by 13, 14 years old of believing. She wasn't doubting. She wasn't skeptical. She wasn't analyzing. She, she wasn't questioning, not, not in a questioning sense. She was inquisitive, but she wasn't questioning. And she had built this habit as a young Hebrew girl for years. She had heard the stories of a virgin birth. She had heard and rehearsed the scriptures and remembered the scriptures of Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, I shall give you a sign and a virgin shall bear a child. He shall be called Jesus. And she had heard the great stories of, of Adam and Eve in the garden and how God had to step on the scene when their great, 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 great grandparents, Adam and Eve, had fallen and the enemy had tricked them. And she had probably heard the, the story of God speaking to the serpent and saying, I'll put enmity between your seed and the seed of a woman. Women don't have seed. They have eggs. There was a picture of the virgin birth from the garden of Genesis in chapter 3. She had probably rehearsed and studied and heard. She had built a habit of believing. She heard the word of God, and the first thing she does is believe. She's informed that she's going to be the one to carry the prophetic purposes of God at 13 years old. And she just says, God, let your purposes be done. If you said it, I believe it. That's what I want to do for us in this season. I want to build a habit of believing. I want to build your faith. Lord, be it done unto me in this season according to your word. Whatever you say, Lord, I believe his name is Jesus. I believe he's the son of the highest. Come on. He's son of the highest, God. Come on. If you think something's too high and it's over your head, he's higher than what's over your head. Whatever you're facing, he's higher than what you're facing. He, he can move any mountain. He can part any sea. He is great. He's a great. He shall be great. Come on, you have a great God. Greatness recognizes greatness. He calls you great. You've got a great purpose, a great destiny, a great calling, great miracles, great days ahead. There's greatness in you. Come on, greatness doesn't, doesn't just call things that aren't great. Greatness reaches to greatness. He's a great God. You have a great salvation. You have a great purpose. He's going to rule and reign a kingdom that you're a part of that will never end. I know it looks like culture's winning. I know it looks like darkness and kingdoms are advancing. I know it looks like that at times. I was talking with a friend the other day. We're driving around talking about the world and going, man, how, how does darkness keep expanding the way it's expanding? And you came, come back to the fact that he shall set up a kingdom that will reign over all the kingdoms that are trying to exalt themselves. Everything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. Our weapons are not carnal but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds and things that try to contradict what we know about God. Things that try to exalt their, themselves of what we know about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God will continue to grow. What a savior we have. And Mary says, how can this be since I don't know a man? Since I don't know a man, number one thought, God impregnates people with purpose. God impregnates you with purpose. God impregnates you with power. God, God comes into your life and you keep waiting on money or position or, or a person. Would you stop waiting on the approval of man to, to, to receive the callings and the purposes of God in your life? 
You think you need a better degree to obey God or more money to obey God or a, a different season to obey God. It says that God overshadowed Mary. God put pregnancy in Mary. God put purpose in Mary. It was birthed by the voice of God, not the voice of man. God calls you, not people. I don't know what you're doubting or wrestling with, but God has spoken to you. Quit doubting it. Quit waiting on someone to validate what God has spoken about your life. What only God can validate, he has to validate. If, if, if people build it, they have to bless it. If God speaks it and builds it, he has to bless it. And the voice of God is true. It was true to this young girl. And it's true for us. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who saved us and called us with a holy calling. And not according to our works. Come on. Your calling's not according to your behavior. Not according to anything good or bad that you did. Not according to your works. Listen, well, what's it according to? But according to his, his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ when? Before time began. That you've had a calling before time began in Christ. That you've had a destiny and a purpose and a, and a plan and power and pregnancy from God. You're, you're, you, got, you have the power and potential of God on the inside of you before time began in Christ. Literally, it's not based on man's calling. It's based on God's calling. How's this going to happen? Mary, I don't, I don't know a guy. How's it going to happen? For the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and the power of God will come upon you and the cloud will fill you it's a the cloud of God the cloud of God's presence will overshadow you what an amazing thought and story the cloud of God will overshadow you hey, where are all my where are all my uh, takeout people who orders takeout any any takeout people in here who, I, who, who gets it you actually go pick it up I'm not talking about uber I'm not talking about I'm talking about you go and you pick it up come on where are my five guys takeout people oh yeah oh yeah Five guys, all my five guys people, I know who you are. I can smell you. <laughs> five, I mean, listen, why do they always say when I order the bag of fries, why do they say, do you know how many that feeds? <laughs> like, yeah, I know how many that feeds. Every time, can I get a large fry? Do you know how many that feeds, sir? Yeah, I know. Quit shaming me. <laughs> I'm going to eat half the bag before I get home. I know it feeds five to six people. Shut up. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> You get that bag, you put it in your car, take that thing home, eat five guys. I hadn't had it in a long time. <laughs> 99, I think. No, uh, 2019 was the last time I had five guys. But, man, I can smell it right now. <laughs> you put it in your car, you take it home, you eat dinner, and you get back in your car the next day to go to work. And it's about a two-day sear up in them seats, isn't it? It's, a, it's seared. It's like there's an aroma of french fries and, and double cheeseburgers and stuff in your car. Like, man, I can't even get this stuff out of my car. It just lingers. And it could be your, your, the Mexican food you get or the barbecue you get. It might not be five guys, but it's some kind of food that you take. And it's just, in, it's just an aroma in the car. You just, your clothes smell like it for about two, three days. you got to wash those clothes. Your hair smells like it a little bit. You're getting in the car at like 7 a.m. two weeks later to go to work craving fries. You're like, why am I craving? french fries because it's seared into the seats <laughs> craving fries at, at different weird times of the day let me ask you a question if five guys can do that to you by being in your floorboard you don't think coming in the presence of God getting your hands lifted up in worship getting in the atmosphere of the saints preaching and praying the word of God getting under the anointing and the cloud of the Holy Spirit where two or three gather he's in the midst you don't think that can saturate and permeate and, and empower and impregnate you by the presence and, and the purposes of God Leaving out of here going, 
Why do I crave joy? Why do I crave prayer? Why do I crave holiness? Why do I crave 7 a.m.? I'm craving something today. Oh, it's just in the air. I'm craving reconciliation. I'm craving forgiveness. I'm craving to get with God. The permeation of God's presence. We just come in here not to sing songs, to get in the presence of God. Because God impregnates us with purpose, man. He saturates us with his purpose when we get in his presence. Stop waiting on people to approve your purpose. Let's focus on God. An angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Let's let God build this. Verse 36, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived. He takes a shift, has also conceived in her old age and is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. God gives you the power and the purposes. And then he speaks to Mary and says, this is what's going on in your cousin's life. Number two, God always gives you a framework for faith. There's no such thing as blind faith. There's no such thing as blind faith. He's he's doing this on purpose. He's saying, hey, Mary... Hey, Mary, I just told you some crazy stuff. Hey, Mary, I just told you you're 13, 14. I'm going to overshadow you. You're going to get pregnant. His name's going to be Jesus. He's going to save the world. And, 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 and before you lose your mind, Mary, you remember your cousin you've been praying for for years? You, you remember the one they called Baron? You, you remember all the pain that she's faced because of an empty womb? You remember all the pain she's faced because places that should have been filled in her life aren't? You remember all the ridicule and all the barrenness, which is actually a curse in that culture, Mary? You remember all the times that she's been going through? She's pregnant. Let me just remind you who I am and what I can do, Mary. The one they called barren is pregnant. Let me give you a framework for faith, Mary. Let me give you something to flex your faith on. She's Pregnant now and in the sixth month, and she's gone through a lot, but Mary, she's pregnant. Luke 137, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's better translated, for no word of God shall be powerless. It's my wife's favorite verse, for no word of God shall be powerless or without the ability for God to perform. Literally, he's saying, whatever I said, I'll bring to pass. Whatever I've told you, I'll do. My word has power in it, Mary, and I want you to get this framework. And then Mary gets that framework and and actually makes the biggest faith flex of all time. She says, let it be done unto me according to your word. God, if you said it, I might not even see it, but I believe it. She does that because God's given her this framework. And I, I believe it's a framework for somebody in this room. I believe it's a prophetic word for somebody in this room today. The one that was called barren is pregnant. The one that was called empty is full. The one that was called lonely is found. The one that is, was called failure is a champion. The one that was called, come on, with pregnancy comes anticipation and joy and excitement and celebration and hope and a future and all of the thoughts and all of the joy. Come on, some of y'all, I've prayed for many of y'all for children and for miracles and different things. And I'm not just talking about the womb of a woman. I'm talking about the womb of what God has for you. The one that was called, whatever it is that you need to fill in the blank, is pregnant now with joy and anticipation. And the marriage is new and the mind is new. And with the word of God, when the word of God shows up on the scene, the one that was called something is now something different. 
when God's word shows up and you begin to just believe it and flex your faith. And I just want you to flex faith. I want to flex faith today. When God's getting involved, everything changes. When God's word comes on the scene, nothing is impossible. Mary gets this word and she gets a framework. God's given you a framework. 120 Romans says that the creation declares the glory of God, that we're all without excuse, that literally it declares the Godhead, the triune God, that when you see the sun go up and come down, when you see the stars hanging in midair, when you see the moon hung over the universe, when you see it, it tells you that there's probably a Godhead, a Father, Son, and Spirit, because nothing can work without the delegation of authority and, and the distribution of authority. And so, man, there must be an authority that runs all this every day. There's a framework to believe that God can do the impossible. It's a framework in your life. You walk out in the morning and look up at the stars or look up at the, at the sun or look up at the moon at night. There's, that's a framework for you to go, God, nothing's impossible with you. And then zero it down into your situation and into your, into your need and desire. Mary, what she do when she hears it? She goes and she visits Elizabeth. Now, Mary, look at this, verse 38. Now, Mary, after she gets the framework, verse 38. Now, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. The angel didn't tell her to. She said, man, I got I to gotta get around that, that miracle. I got I, I to gotta get there with haste. 80 miles to Hebron where Elizabeth stayed. Many believe she stayed there for three months until John was born. 80 miles, a 13-year-old girl decided after she heard the angel and heard a miracle that with haste I got to get up and get to where that miracle is. With haste I got to get to church. With haste, I've got to get inside the presence of God. With haste, I've got to lift my hands and worship. With haste, I've got to get into the word of God. With haste, I've got to pray. With haste, I've got to get around some other people that have a framework for the miracles in their life. Come on, you should be getting to church with haste. You, you should be getting into your prayer closet with haste. You should be getting your hands in the air every time we sing songs with haste. You should be jumping on a serve team with haste. You should be giving in a vision offering with haste. With haste, she got into the presence of this young girl, her cousin, her old girl that had a miracle in her life. <laughs> the Bible says that she gets in the presence of Elizabeth, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. The baby, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, leaped in her womb with joy. Then they, she spoke out with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She starts prophesying. Mary goes to this place after a framework and she gets around this cousin of hers and she says, blessed are you, but what manner is granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Somehow prophetically she knew that Mary, Mary was carrying the Savior of the world. You've come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed. Mary, 13 years old. If you said it, I believe it, God. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I, I just want to say this. If you're going to flex your faith, you need a family. If you're going to flex your faith in this season, faith needs a family. Faith needs a family. That's what this is about, that we flex our faith together. you got to get around people. You need to get around in these holiday seasons and going into Christmas and with all the news and all the stuff and all the junk and all the reports that we hear. You need to get around some people that what's inside of you leaps at joy when what's inside of them gets around you and what's inside of them leaps for joy when what's inside of you from God gets around them and you begin to prophesy the purposes and will of God over each other. That's what this community is about. 
God is with you and, and, and you can be empowered with the purposes of God in your life. Man, I don't want to get around people. Come on, you ever get around people that bring down your hopes? Like, well, don't get your hopes up. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I don't get, that's a little, that's a little extreme. All that church and miracles. And the, hey, the devil's extreme. God's extreme. I'm going to go with God. <laughs> I say, don't get your hopes down. You're going into a season of family and meals and people that might not be believers and You need to have a family of faith that you can call and you can flex your spirit with and believe God with. I think it's so important what we say and how we say it. I've had to do that with my own family members. I got one family member, very, very pessimistic. One time, it was my mom. Uh, Hope you're not watching online. I love you. She's better now. Love you, mom. One Christmas, she's just... She just starts, we have a steep driveway. She's like, your kids are going to ride their tricycles down that front driveway and get hit by traffic right out there. They're going to get smacked by cars. This driveway is just too steep. I'm like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I just start praying in tongues right there at her. I was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. I just, I, you know, I'm just, I love you, mom. I just, I love you, mom. I'll pray in tongues over that. No, 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 no. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I just, I know, you know, like, that might be extreme. Yeah, that's, that Satan's extreme and our words have power and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prophesy. I need to be around people that are going to celebrate and prophesy the life of God and the joy of God and the purposes of my family and my children. There's, there's enough stuff that tries to get me down and get me talking negative. I don't want to do that in my life. And so if you're going to actually face, uh, fake, flex your faith, you're going to need a family around you and a framework. So she gets around her, begins to celebrate, do that this season. You can actually, God gives you purpose. He gives you a framework to believe. And then he gives you a family around you to actually flex. And the last thing I'm going to give you and we'll share with you today is this. It's not going to be easy to receive everything God's called you to receive. It's not going to show up when you think it's supposed to show up. It's not going to look like what you think it's supposed to look like all the time. Think about Joseph. I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this because I only have a few minutes. Here's Joseph. In Matthew chapter 1, it says that Joseph finds out Mary's pregnant. And then there's this weird little spot in the verse that says, and he was minded to put her away silently. And as he thought to himself, an angel came to him and he fell asleep and he had a dream. The angel talks to him and says, Joe, I don't want you to miss Christmas. (laughs) It's okay, this baby and her is the savior of the world, and it's from me. Go ahead and take him as your son and name him Jesus, and don't have marital relations until he's born. And Joe wakes up and is like, okay, good talk, angel. That's it, save the world, virgin baby, okay. And the Bible says he did everything the angel told him. And the last thing I want to say to you is this, would you just faith it before you try to fix it in this season? That some of you are just running it through your mind a thousand which ways you've ran it you've 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 run hurdles around that that you you've long jumped that thing you have done everything you can do you have you have sleepless night you have worked every solution you ever come up with a solution that leaves you a hundred times worse than what it was if you had just not done anything about it. I was doing something the other day. My wife and I were trying to figure out something for the new year with our our, our taxes and stuff and all this, and I was like, we could do this and that and that. I'm like, that's stupid. Let's don't do that. <laughs> I was like, what does God say about our money? You know? 
Years ago, I used to put industrial flooring in plants, and I put a flooring into a FedEx plant, and it didn't stick. They shut the whole plant down, and we had to go in and take the floor back up. And we're not able to get it up in time. We had three days to get the floor up because it's called a shutdown. They had to move all the furniture out. It's a $400,000 floor. I'm the salesman, and the crews didn't put it in right. They call me and say, you have three days to fix it. And we get in there, and we're trying to scrape it up. It won't come up. So Jerry Sarkeen has a great idea. At about 8 o'clock at night, he says, we're going to rent a blowtorch from Home Depot. How many of you know, if you're you're renting a blowtorch at 8 o'clock at night... It's not a good idea. <laughs> he begins to blow torch the floor, and it's working for about an hour, and the floor's coming up nice until we hear a loud pop. And one of the guys on the crew named Angel is over there with the blow torch, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He forgot to take the hand off the power, and the, and the fire is shooting right under a, a sprinkler head. Pop! And the whole FedEx building begins to flood at midnight. <laughs> The next thing I know, Jerry's yelling, hide the blowtorch. <laughs> Fire marshal's there, 2 a.m. Plant manager's there, 2 a.m. About six, seven inches of water in the floor in the FedEx plant, 2 a.m. The blowtorch is hidden behind furniture somewhere. The fire marshal's like, how did this happen? Jerry's like, man, there must have been a lot of heat from the grinders on the floor and the smoke coming up. And the guy's like, it takes 140 degrees to pop that thing, dude. There's no way. He's like, we don't know. I'm sitting over there just not even talking. It's my last day on the job. I resigned the next day. My point is... So, so, some of y'all are sitting on the blowtorch going, no, God, I got it worked out. It's all fine in your own thinking, in your own ability, in your own. You still aren't just going, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I can't fix this, but you can. I'm going to faith it. I believe if you said it, I believe it. I believe the miracle's on the way, oh, God. Some of y'all trust Amazon Prime more than you do Jesus. You go back and you check it and you check the tracking and check the tracking and check the tracking and check the tracking because it takes a long time. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Can I tell you that it's on the way from God? It might not show up when you want it to or how you think it's supposed to. Listen to me. What did show up was Emmanuel. God with us. It might not look like how it's supposed to look, but if you will faith it and you'll flex your faith and you'll get a family and you'll believe God to impregnate you with his purposes, Emmanuel can do what he needs to do in your life and in my life. It's God with us. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, if you said it, we believe it. I know many of us are looking for an answer, looking for a miracle, looking for a a, a moment with you, oh God. I thank you for your presence today. Lord, I, I can't fix it. We can't fix it. But Lord Jesus, we can faith it. We believe that you are who you said you are. We believe if you said it, Lord, we believe it, God. We believe that your word is true just as much as it was back then. Lord, we believe just as much as a 13 year old little girl that said, be it done unto me according to your word. Lord, we're hungry. We crave what you have for us. I pray that you would continue to speak to those that maybe feel barren in areas of their life. You would impregnate them with meaning and purpose in this holiday season. They would get those around them that would prophesy the will and the way of God. That we would get stronger. That we would hold our head up. That we would lift our shoulders up. That we're children of God. We're believers. No matter what we're facing, we're believers. 
He said, men and women on earth, there were many that didn't receive the promise, but, but longed to see you, Jesus. And we get to see you. You said that they were living in caves, that they were sawn in half, that they were beheaded, that, that the earth was not worthy of them. You said it in Hebrews, oh God. But somehow in your wisdom, you granted to us to see the fulfillment of your son, Emmanuel, on this planet. And we look to you today. and We say, thank you for saving us from our sins. Thank you for being so great. And thank you for being the highest. And thank you for ruling a kingdom that will never decrease. We trust you today more than ever. Heads bowed, eyes closed just for a second. Maybe you'd say, you know what? I need Jesus. I'm not talking about church or rules or religion or regulations. I'm talking about a relationship with a man that came to save you from your sins. A man that made haste and came across the universe at the word of God and gave his life. Born an infant into a virgin child. Raised uh, and never sinned once and went to a tree to take our shame, our guilt, our sins, our mistakes. Which we all have died ruthlessly to save us from those things and then raised from the dead to be our God. Maybe you're in this place today and you know you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You can't clean yourself up or fix yourself. He's just saying to you today, through me, I love you and I want a relationship with you. I died for you and I am God. Maybe you're watching online and you need a a fresh start with God. If you're in this place, I'm going to ask you in a second to put your hand up to me if you need a fresh start with Jesus. If you just type in right there online right now, fresh start, pray for me. We'd love to pray with you and believe God with you. If you're in this room, you say, I need saved from my sins. I need a savior. I need a relationship with God. I've never made that decision or I used to walk with God and I'm away from him. Today's my day. Would you put your hand up high to me right now in confidence? I need Jesus today. I need a fresh start with God today. Anybody in this room? Come on, put it up high if it's you so I can pray for you. I need a fresh start today. Awesome. I'm going to pray a prayer with you. Come on. If you didn't put your hand up but need to, put your heart up right now. If you're watching online, just pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, if you said it, I believe it. And you didn't just do it with your words. You did it with your actions. Thank you for going to that cross. I believe you took my shame and my sin and my guilt. I turned from that and I turned to you today. I believe you rose from the dead to give me a brand new start to fill me with the Holy Spirit and to give me the power and strength to serve you the rest of my life. I give you all the honor and glory and praise. You are my Lord and my Savior. I surrender to you in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God praise in this place. All over this place, people saying yes. Come on, what an awesome morning. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.